Ellie. And I'm Haley. And this is Two Kids and a Broadway Star. Our guest today is Kim Sava. Sava, Sava, Sava. <laughs> and guess what? Kim and I have something huge in common. We've both done shows with Haley. Yep, I've spent the past few months on stage with Kim and Matilda at Syracuse Stage. I play Alice and she's Mrs. Wormwood. And obviously, Ellie and I have done like a billion shows together at Spotlight Studios. 32. We've done 32. Okay. <laughs> Kim made her Broadway debut in Beetlejuice, and she was the understudy for Delia and Barbara and Maxine. And she sold me a banana signed by Sophia and Caruso at the Broadway Flea Market. I kept it for a really long time, like six months. (laughs) Kim's also toured with Matilda and has done regional shows like Annie at Paper Mill Playhouse and Singing in the Rain. Plus, she's super nice, super awesome, and we're super ready to talk to her today. Ellie, ready? Ready. Hi, Kim! Hey, queens! I can't wait for you guys, for you to be on our show because, like, I've been working with you and I think you'd be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Aw, you guys. And because you sold me a banana. <laughs> a literal banana. That does come up later. The man, the banana literally does come up later in the podcast. So just <laughs> think about fruit. Perfect. <laughs> so how did you get started doing in theater? You know what? I started out singing in choir in second grade. I was actually, um, my dad was military. So it was a military choir that they put me in. Um, and then I was in gymnastics. So that was, those were my two beginnings of quote unquote theater. Oh, so dancing and singing. So when did, when did you like start incorporating acting too, like within that? Yeah. Wow. That's a really great question. I'd like to think that I started acting just with my family. I was kind of the comic relief of the family. So I was always trying to make my family laugh and, um, Yeah, it starts young, girl. And then um, my first show was actually in high school. So that's when I started acting. Um, I really fell in love with it in high school. Yeah. Um, But I was singing so young, like with a, I don't know if you guys know what a karaoke machine is, but you have it at home. And I used to put on like all the Disney songs, Little Mermaid. I would sing Jasmine and Aladdin. I would sing every single Disney tune. I could Hercules, like everything. And I would perform for my family. So I was doing it since I was your age. So what was your favorite Disney song to sing as a kid? Oh my gosh, A Whole New World. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. That's special. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I love that show. I love that movie so much. I would watch it on repeat. I mean, I really loved Belle, so I would sing um, just the opening number, you know, when she's coming in and she's saying, she's talking to all of the townspeople, I would literally sing that song over and over again. (laughs) So you've been on Broadway, done tours, done regional theater, do you have a favorite out of those three? Well, that's a really hard question. I would say favorite moments um, in each of those things. Right. So I've made some of my closest friends doing regional theater, but I had one of the most amazing moments of my life doing Broadway theater when I got to go on for Delia. So um, it just, 
it just depends. I wouldn't say a favorite overall. I would say favorite moments in either because I love doing regional theater. I've learned the most doing regional theater. It's all yeah. theater at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 I remember once when Beetlejuice came out Um, for like mm-hmm. the first time we saw a slime tutorial and in that slime tutorial Ellie, you, can stop you with the were Delia. <laughs> And then when I saw you as Mrs. Wormwood, I could definitely see the resemblance between Delia and Mrs. Wormwood because they both yes. have that sort of mean but also hilarious aspect to them. Yes, absolutely. That is so, so true. I, I try to bring a piece of myself into every character that I do. Not saying that I'm mean, but I try to bring, <laughs> even when I am playing somebody who is mean, like Mrs. Wormwood, there's always a little bit of good in there, right? Because they're yeah. still human. So I try to bring a little bit of myself into each character, even if they are not nice people. Like Lily St. Regis, that is not a nice person. Yes. You know? Like, I was a Lily St. Yeah. Regis at... Oh, like, Queen, yes! Fourth grade, actually. I'm really not sure anymore. <laughs> Amazing. When did you decide to do theater as your career? Like, you were really locking into that. Yeah, I, honestly, I went to college and I, I did start in a general studies. I didn't go to conservatory because I wasn't sure theater was going to be what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. You know, I wanted to make sure that that is what I could make a living doing um, because that's a really big part of it. You know, you, you really do go into this. Yes, you're like, this is my passion. This is my hobby. But also you have to be able to pay your bills. So yeah. not um, necessarily consistent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when I went to college, I was like, you know what, I'm going to study theater arts, but I'm also going to study other things. So I thought maybe veterinary science was something that I could do. But honestly, it was really hard. And I was already leaning towards theater so much. And my acting teacher really helped me believe in myself. And she believed in my talent. And um, I, I give her a lot of credit for my career. What college did you go to? Yeah, I went to North Dakota State University. It's where I, uh, it's where I went to school. Like that's where I went to high school. That's where my family lived. And I didn't really want to be far from them. My sister had just had a baby and, and honestly, like North Dakota State sounded good to me. You know, I was paying for college myself and it was something that I could afford. Yeah, well, yeah. your academic choices are a lot smarter than mine because I'm just <laughs> locking into theater. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> Lots That's yeah, okay. I, I kind of can relate to always bringing in your character and how there's a little bit of good in every single character because when I was in second, third grade, and fourth grade a little bit, I had this obsession where every single time I saw a movie, I would debunk the villain and see if they were really evil or just misunderstood. (gasps) That's very smart. That is so smart because they all had to, they were all children at one point, right? They all have a past and a history. So that's so, that's such smart acting. It's exactly what you should be doing for every character, including a villain. Kind of like how Beetlejuice is also mixed because he's like half a villain. He's like not exactly a villain, but he's also like kind of a person. So speaking of Beetlejuice, you were with Beetlejuice from the start. So how did you get involved with the show and what was the whole process like? Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, yes, it was. You know, we did the out-of-town tryouts in Washington, D.C. Um, so I just remember 
my first audition, I couldn't get an appointment from my agent. So I just went to an open call for singers. You go, they're girl. called an, oh, thanks queen. So they're called, um, an equity chorus call, an ECC. And you go, you sign up. Well, it's a little different now, but you back in the day, you went, you signed up um, and you and like 250 girls had about 16 bars to sing in front of the music director and a casting director. And if they liked you, they would ask you to sing something else, a contrasting piece. So I did, I was asked to sing another piece and guess what I sang? Um, what? Uh, loud. loud. I thought so because. Yes, <laughs> I sang loud. And that's why you got it. Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I was asked to come to a dance call. Um, and then from the dance call, I was kept to sing again. And then after that, they called me back and they gave me sides. They gave me Delia sides and they gave me Barbara sides. So I danced again, and then I sang again, and then I read the sides, and then I was called back again to just read the sides and then the songs for Delia and Barbara. And that's, then from there, I booked it. Wow, so that's mm -hmm. cool. What was it like the first time you went on as Delia? Oh, you guys, it was terrifying. But also so exciting because I was standing backstage. Delia makes her entrance, you know, in the house. The door is open and it's her and Charles. And Adam Danheiser, who plays Charles, is just the nicest human being. He's a Broadway veteran. He's hilarious. So right before he went on, he made me laugh. And then it just completely, it just completely fell into place. And I love performing Delia. She's so funny. Um, she's she's a girly girl. She was a people pleaser. So she's pretty much me um and she just wants to relate to Lydia so much and she just wants to be accepted right she wants to belong to this family um and I I finished the first scene and I was like wow I did it and then the rest of the show was easy peasy As an understudy, because like I'm understanding Matilda, like it's so, it's so like nerve wracking, like to actually, like for my understudy rehearsal, I was so nervous yeah. to go on stage. Yeah. But like, just got to do it, and like Delia yeah. is like huge, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she really is, and but you know what, Haley, I heard from multiple people that you are so good as Matilda. Like I'm telling you somebody who knows you really well and then also donna drake called me to tell you how amazing you were really mm -hmm. and a lot of the people in the cast i mean they all said you sang quiet somebody cried it was so good you should be so proud of yourself thank you and you know what you should be proud of yourself too because you went on as an understudy on broadway so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double casting yes. is also the same nervousness as understudying, kind of. Yeah. Because with understudying 
on Broadway, no matter what, they're going to let you get a few shows. And that's what happens with double casting. There are usually two shows for one cast and then two shows for the other cast. And I just finished up doing a double cast show. And the first few times when it wasn't my cast, it was like not really nerve wracking. But then when it did become my cast, I was like, yeah yeah what do you guys do to like calm your nerves before you have to go on i usually just drink a lot of tea (laughs) tea also i know that once you get on stage and say the first line or hit the first note everything gets easier from there it's just that first thing that you're worried about and once you get the first thing over with the rest of the show is just a breeze it's so true that's so true we're just curious, how do you do that quick change into the Miss Argentina makeup? Yes. Yeah. Oh my how? gosh. We Yeah, it is fast. It is really fast, but you have three people helping you. So it's mm-hmm. not just you back there. And they're doing your makeup as you're taking off everything. And then you have a full body sleeve of color that comes up to your neck. And then everything else is painted. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. exactly paint your whole body. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have paintbrushes like. <laughs> so, what it, so what was it like performing at the Tonys and at the Thanksgiving Parade? Ah, oh, you know, I get asked this question a lot, and I wish I could say it was absolutely. I was absolutely awake and so ready, but when you do performances <laughs> at the Tonys. And at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, it's so early and you're coming off of like seven or eight shows. So you're really, really, really tired. So the only thing that gets you through is adrenaline. So for probably like eight hours, I just had adrenaline pumping through my body each time. So the Tonys, I had to record some things because I was like, I'm not going to remember this moment and I have to. (laughs) So I have recordings on my phone of just me literally at my dressing room station, putting on my makeup and being like... I'm going to the Tonys, you know, just (laughs) moments where I was so tired and we were sleeping under our dressing room tables, just trying to get a nap in. And, um, I remember being so nervous going out for that opening number, even though we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times, but I was like, what if I trip, you know, I was at the front of, I mean, I was literally center stage for some of it. And I, it's just, you know, you're like, what, what happens if this, and you just have to let it all go. And, um, you know, you finish that number and the adrenaline is still pumping. And I remember just taking a picture afterwards on stage and just thinking like how lucky I was to be there and grateful. And, and I slept really well that night. Favorite backstage story from Beetlejuice? Backstage stories. You know, I have a favorite onstage story. Um, do you remember? What, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the um, skeletons that came out? Oh, they yeah. were like these really big skeletons. So we were all those skeletons, right? And there are two skeletons that do two aerials and then land, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the aerials was done by Johnny Brantley and he was an amazing, amazing performer. And he aerialed very close to Alex Brightman. And we, we, you have to pause, right? So on this number, we all had to be like still. And so he couldn't make it back to his number. So he had to pause. So if this is, so if I'm Alex Brightman, he had to pause like this. So it was like this. And Alex, Alex Brightman being Alex Brightman was like, 
Because <laughs> it was like this. Because Johnny Bradley was like this. And so all of the skeletons, you just see everybody going, because we're all laughing so hard. And he had to stay there for like half the number. So he was just, we're all just laughing. Laughing. Yeah. He's just like holding up his hand awkwardly. Yeah, he was like, uh, you're so close to me. But Johnny was like, I can't, I can't move. So it was, yeah. it was just a really funny moment. Um, yeah. Whenever you have to pause on stage, there's always some something that goes on. Lot. But also, I remember my my amazing director, shout out to John Barthelmus, told told us in the High School Musical two cast when there's a pause on stage, even though it feels like it lasts for two hours, it's actually ten seconds. True. <laughs> it's so true. Amazing quote. We love that quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, speaking about Beetlejuice and Matilda and everything, so you're an understudy for a bunch of characters in Beetlejuice, and you're an understudied Mrs. Wormwood on the Matilda tour. So Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for all the understudies out there? Yeah, you know, um, I would say be as prepared, almost be over-prepared to the point of, you know, when those nerves hit and a lot of people call it the, the white room. I don't know if you've heard this. When you go into the white room because of your nerves and you go blank and you can't oh, yeah. remember I anything. I hate that room so much. Yeah, the white room is what we call it. Um, and it's terrifying. So if you know everything inside and out, your subconscious will not let you down. Yeah, I'll bring it to you in the white room. Yeah. They will, she will come up and she will say, I got you, girl. And you'll be like, what? And the universe will be like, I know. I got so, you. So I got <laughs> you, girl. It may seem so simple to say, just go over the material, but a lot of people don't do it enough to the point where their subconscious can get it. You have to go over it so many times and it just becomes second nature to you because I can tell you, that white room happened for me on stage and my subconscious completely saved me. Came in, rescued me, completely rescued me. So that's awesome. Like what yeah. Julia says the universe will do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Trust those all crystals. Right. All right. Yes. Beetlejuice is reopening in April and I'm actually going to the opening night. The big question. Can you tell us if you're going to be in the show again, please? Oh. Or maybe give us a little bit of inside info. Of course. <laughs> Listen, I I was offered my track and I turned it down only because, not because I don't love doing that show and I didn't love the moments and, and everything about Beetlejuice, but my husband and I want to start a new journey and we really want to start a family. And so... That's going to be our next adventure. That being said, I'm so excited the show's coming back. I feel like it's something that we need right now. And I I wish them all the luck. And I plan on going to see the show. Um, I know they are changing up a couple roles and and tracks. So um it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun, and it'll be something new for everybody to come and see and enjoy, you know. So, um, 
I'm, I'm really excited for them. It doesn't mean it's going to be my last Broadway show. It doesn't mean it's going to be my last show. It just means that I did the show for two years. I want somebody else to have the opportunity to do that show and enjoy it. You know, I did it. I enjoyed it. I'm ready to move on, you know? Yeah, and we all know the tracks are just, the new tracks are definitely going to be amazing since it's Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It is. There's a lot of people going back and there's a lot of people who are not. So it's going to be a lot of new faces. And that's so exciting. And the point of Broadway has changed. Like, there's different shows all the time. Like, so many more yes. opportunities. Now that you had Beetlejuice on your resume, you're definitely going to get picked up by a show. I just know it. <laughs> well, let me say this. Let me say this. It was, and I, I'm saying this not for you two, because I think your careers are going to be amazing. You're already so, so talented. I'm Thank saying you. this for anybody who's listening and also for you two. Being on Broadway does not mean that you're talented. It doesn't mean that. It's, it, it's, it's half of it. It really is luck. So working regionally for me was enough. You know, like I was able to do things regionally that I wasn't able to do on Broadway. I was able to do so many lead roles. And, you know, I worked with Beth Level. You know, I worked with um, Chris Sieber. I worked with so many amazing people and I did that regionally. I was able to play. I was able to find who I was as an actor. I was able to pay my bills. I was able to get health insurance. All of those things you do, you do regionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Broadway doesn't define your your level or anything because yeah. it, any super talented person like you, it could be in a regional production like Matilda because like exactly it's not about the caliber of the show that defines you. Yeah, that's exactly right, Haley. That's exactly right. That doesn't mean that like being on Broadway wasn't amazing, but it means that doing this show has been just as amazing, just in a different way, doing the Broadway, doing a, a Broadway national tour. I got to cover, I got to, I, you know, I did four roles. I did, I was a salsa dancer and the acrobat. That was my track. I got to understudy Miss Honey. And then I got to understudy Miss Wormwood. And then I got to play Miss Wormwood. So like all those things happened, not on Broadway, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I, I want you guys to enjoy every step of your career. And if it doesn't reach Broadway, who cares? It doesn't mean that like you weren't successful. I know yeah. tons of successful performers who have never been on Broadway and they are some of the most talented human beings I've ever met. So just know that going out into the world, you know? Yeah, how dare Broadway turn them down then? <laughs> I know! <laughs> so speaking of regional theater what is your favorite thing about playing mrs wormwood matilda and i know you're talking about finding the good in her and everything so yeah yeah you know um i i look at miss wormwood her job is to further matilda's story so i want people to leave the theater having hope and joy and and seeing how matilda thrived and 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 my job to, in doing that is just to be mean, is just be mean as possible so that Matilda rises. Her story is the one that you follow, you know, like the most fun I have in the, in like in the show is the opening, I think, because I get to be on stage with everybody. That's the only time I get to see everybody is that opening number. And that's so fun. <laughs> I know. 
It really is so fun. Um, I, I really love making people laugh and I think Miss Wormwood does that. Yeah. You know? What about the biannual international amateur sausage <laughs> in ballroom Every laugh is a miracle. That's okay, right. So, can you tell us any good stories about Haley from backstage? Ellie? <laughs> I didn't want this question to be in here. <laughs> no, you know what? I there's nothing there's no special tea or anything but my favorite moment is when we come out for bows her and brian make this little um this house that we all have to like go under in order to get to the stage oh yeah um, because he said we can only do it at night on the last performance of a two show day yeah. <laughs> oh i have some tea for Haley, but i'm not gonna say it because we have listeners probably oh Oh, oh okay, no. Anyway, next, next question. <laughs> next question. Okay. Glorfing, glorfing, glorfing. We ask all our guests to choose the charity and we make a donation as a thank you for being on our show. You chose the Samaritan Center. Can you tell us about them? Yes. So the Samaritan Center is a, a not-for-profit homeless sh shelter that serves two meals a day, 365 days a year. It is right across the street from where we're staying here in Syracuse, New York. Um, they have about a thousand volunteers. They're looking for more volunteers right now, but they have about 10 people on staff, that, but only 10 people on staff that are paid um, that work there. Yeah, um, but they're a really great charity. I've seen some photos of where people can eat and what they're serving and it really does look like such a good charity. And I, I think what's happening right now in the world, giving money to this charity who feeds the homeless and people who can no longer afford to feed their family, I think is really important, you know? And it does kind of also serve uh, a theme in Matilda as well. I mean, having food's a human right, right? <laughs> it sure is, yeah, so. Honey, chocolate cake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think it's so cool that you guys do this, you know, that you ask about donations. And yeah, I think that's really, really cool. So we ask every guest on our podcast this question. What advice do you have for kids like us who want to be on Broadway someday? Or being regional? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My advice to any young performer who wants a successful career in any theater, I think would be to do exactly what you two are doing, which is continue to have fun. I think to do this podcast with some of the people that you look up to, and I think learning from them is very, very important. I think continuing to take dance, if you can, or gymnastics or anything physical, um, just to try to keep your body in shape um, in order to do musical theater, you kind of do have to dance a little bit. So if you can do it, I say Ready. do more of that. Ready? <laughs> That's right. Yes, we like strong girls, you know? You guys should always feel so, so comfortable to feel strong, you know? That's exactly it. So our school is doing a production of Matilda, and is there anything that you could, like, recommend well, before you go auditioning into Matilda since you have been in it? Like yeah, what I mean, are you going in for? I would say go in for something specific. What yeah. who do you want to play? I'm going in for Matilda, Matilda or Lavender. Great. So just go in with those two characters in mind. 
So don't go in generally as like a kid, go in looking like Matilda or go in looking like Lavender and go in knowing those parts and yeah. go in with a song that's very specific to those parts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's casting directors and directors in general are kind of blind. So you have to do the work and show you them. You make the decision. Yes. Yeah. You go you in. Are that exactly. You go in already casting yourself in that part and they will see that. So here is our mandatory lightning round. <laughs> oh no. Okay. The clock is not ticking. Oh, let's okay. go. <laughs> Who is your favorite Buffalo Bills player? Uh, Josh Allen. Yes. Where's the best place you've eaten in Syracuse? Stronghearts. Ooh, possibilities. What is your dream role? Uh, uh, oh God. <laughs> Delia and Beetlejuice. Oh, I already played it. Oh God. Um, about it. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite show when you were a kid? Disney movie was my favorite show. What do you like best, singing, acting, or dancing? Acting. Dogs or cats? Both. What's the first show you want to see when you go back to NYC, or have you already seen a show already? No, I would like to see the new Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time, or Hades Town. Hades Town is amazing. I can tell you from experience. Same. Who is so six? It. You should go see six if you call people queens. <laughs> okay. Who is the best Disney princess? <laughs> come on, come on. Belle, 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 and Beauty and the Beast. If you could have a piece of fruit signed by anybody, what would it? Who would it be, and what fruit? <laughs> Ah, it would be a banana. Yes. And it would be Kelly O'Hara. Oh. Kim, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on Two Kids and a Broadway Star. Broadway Star, Broadway Star. That's oh. the line. Well, you forgot it. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me, ladies. This is so fun. Broadway star, it's really important to us that we keep supporting Broadway and the whole theater community. That's why we ask all our guests to choose a charity and our parents make a donation as a thank you for being on our show. The episode supports the Samaritan Center. We hope you'll consider making a donation of any size. You can find a link to donate in our show notes. Any amount counts. Two kids and a Broadway star is me, Ellie. And me, Haley. We started this podcast as a way to stay connected to the theater community during the shutdown and beyond. You can follow us on Instagram at Two Kids Pod and on Twitter at Two Kids Bway. And you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at twokidsbroadway.com. Dot com, dot com, dot com.